Pop Culture Federation. Hello and welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And in accordance with local and state law, my name is Ron. Ron, that is just... Oh, God. Are you on a list that I should know about? <laughs> can, I, can I just say, back, back at our... Was it our PlayStation? No, no, no. It, it was our Nintendo episode. Uh, I told this story about how I used to beat the crap out of uh, our friend Shake in Mario Kart. And so I, I messaged him and I said, hey, remember when I used to kick your ass in Mario Kart? And he said, uh, I didn't know that you guys discussed dis- discussed historical fiction on that podcast. So shout out to Shake. I can still kick your butt in that game. And in real life. <laughs> Today's the final installment of our video game memories series where we are going to be talking about this episode 404. Uh, we're going to be talking about Sega the PC and the arcade. Sega. PC. In- insert Sega sound <laughs> here. Well, I just said it. I did it. You arcade. So. I'm sorry. I've had a few drinks. This is going to be great. Let's do it. All right. Nobody had the master system, so we can skip that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact about the master system, though. It is the most popular console ever sold in Brazil, and it's still sold there to this day, and they still make new games for it. What? Really? It has to do with video game tax. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you go, Master System. Yeah. Imagine playing Street Fighter 2. They made a port for the Master System. It's got two buttons, and you have to use the start and select menu when doing combos. Wow. Yo, yeah. shout out Chew to Brazil. <laughs> Jesus they Christ. are beautiful people. So... This, the console that Sega console that I had and a lot of other people had and have probably have fond, fond memories of is the Sega Genesis. Hell yeah! Sega Genesis! Super Nintendo! <laughs> Shout out to Biggie Smalls. Rest in peace. Uh, Tupac's birthday was the other day too, by the way. I hate you, Shook Knight. I'm pouring one out for my homies. I'm keeping the Shook Knight thing in too, by the way. <laughs> I had the Genesis for... Uh, for I can't stop thinking about Shook Knight. Um... <laughs> He's for really. Uh, he kind of. Can that be he like, your, Tinder, like your Tinder profile bio? I can't stop thinking about Shugnet. I'm sorry. Swipe Mike. left if you agree. I had the Sega Genesis for as long as I can remember. Uh, I remember playing games such as Sonic Two, Sonic Three, and Sonic Three and Knuckles for many hours. Um, there was some random helicopter game that I would play. Uh, Rise Star, Echo the Dolphin, Tasmania, and like random platformer Fucking games. Fucking Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> the Sega Genesis had a vast library. Um, oh, uh, also remember playing various Power Ranger games. Uh, yes. There was a fighting game that a guy that I am no longer friends with and I actually played when we were in high school. And I remember beating him with the green ranger and the black ranger because he couldn't figure out how to get past the when i would bring out like the gun combos and they had the the close range weapons with the swords with their swords and the dagger with the axe and the dagger and he just couldn't figure out how to do the combos on the genesis so it was fun good 
we can all agree that the black Power Ranger is the best Power Ranger, right? Yeah. I don't know. Really? I, Him or Tommy? Pink, pink Power Ranger, man. She's a she's a fox. It always will be. Amy Jo Johnson has a top 100 single in Australia. And Bulgaria. <laughs> I'm glad that you just knew that information off the top of your head, Mike. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I met her. Mike's the creepy one. <laughs> <laughs> I met her. I have a Funko Pop signed by her. What? Yeah. I've met... I met the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, the Pink Ranger, Which the Black Green Ranger. Ranger. Which Red original. Ranger? I'm talking Which about all the original. <laughs> okay. The only one I didn't meet was the blue one, and then the yellow ranger passed away. So I have a picture with the original, with Billy, the original blue ranger. I met him at Ocon. Oh. Con. Oh. <laughs> so, um, Sega Genesis. Uh, other fun games I remember playing were uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, and Mortal Kombat 2 was my first introduction to fighting games. God, Mortal Kombat. And I remember playing that on the Sega Genesis. Hated Mortal Kombat 3, (laughs) not gonna lie. Mortal Kombat 2, very much enjoyed it. Before I hand it off to you guys about your Genesis memories, I have one story that I just... Actually, I have two stories that I distinctly remember about the Genesis and then video games. In the mid-90s or early 90s, you could buy video games in the most random of places. I remember going with my dad to a pool supply store. Like like one of the ones that sold, like, I guess, equipment for swimming pools and, like, other various, like, outdoorsy things. But it was, like, a mom-and-pop kind of shop. Okay. Swimming and in the... for all your swimming pools and other assorted outdoor needs. Yes, but in the back... In the back of the store, they had a case, like a glass case, and they had, like, brand new video games. What? Randomly. And then my dad was like, oh, this is a secret spot. And then we would go, and then that's, I remember seeing, I think that's where I got Sonic 3. (laughs) Out of pool store? Yeah. And other assorted outdoor goods. Really (laughs) random. Um, And then the other other thing I really remember was in the mid-90s when the Genesis was on its way out. Um, remember the Wiz? Nobody beats the Wiz. Oh my god, yeah. Nobody. I, I remember going with my uncle to the Wiz, and the Wiz was selling Genesis consoles for like 20 bucks. It was real cheap. So I remember he bought two of them, and he's like, we're going to save these and keep them in the box. And then me being a stupid kid, opened one so I can have it at my grandma's yeah. house, and I regret it ever since. Does your uncle still have the unopened box? No. Oh. That's a I open. I don't know what happened to the second one. I opened one of them like an idiot, and I don't know what happened to the other one. But when we like left, moved out of that house and stuff, I, I never found them. I have my console. I, I may I, I might have one of the open ones, but I don't have like the box sealed one. Um, but the uh, yeah no Sonic was probably like the classic game that I remember playing the most. Uh, Sonic was quite hard, but, like, I remember putting in, like, cheat codes to get Super Sonic, and, because I could never get the Chaos Emeralds, and then, like, <laughs> skipping to the end and the last levels and stuff, like, it was a ton of fun. Green Hill Zone music is the best video game music, in my opinion. 
Um, so do you guys have any fond memories of the Sega Genesis? I have a funny story. Let's hear it. So I, I don't really have too many interactions with the Sega Genesis. I have this really obscure memory of one of my aunts having a Sega Genesis because I would play like Sonic 2 on it. But I was like super little and I probably couldn't get out of the starting blocks on it. But another one was, and this is the funny story. So I used to hang out with these two brothers from church when I was growing up. And um, they had a Sega Genesis. And we were playing, I don't remember what game it was, but we were playing a football game. And I had never played it before. And the the kid that I was playing with, and I'm not kidding, was like, if you lose this game, I'm going to lock you up forever. And I'm just, I'm like six years old and I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, no. And so I obviously lost because I've never played a fucking football game before on a Sega Genesis. So he locked me in his closet. And then proceeded to hang out with another one of his friends. <laughs> he invited another, wow. another kid over and left me in the closet. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I, how, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to that kid? Meth or something? I don't know. All right. Nice. <laughs> the, uh, the Genesis had a... I mean, I always remember the commercials where it's like, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Got him. And I was like, oh. Wow. And then I remember the commercial for Mortal Kombat Monday. And then the, um, I never played sports games, but I know we had a few for the Genesis. Uh, they had different, like, shooters, like rail shooters. Not really rail shooters, or just regular shooters for the Genesis. Um, but then it was always the games that came out for both Super Nintendo and Genesis. And usually, Super Nintendo beat genesis but there were those times where the genesis version was better than the super nintendo version like i know street fighter 2 yeah. the genesis version is better i think aladdin and the lion king the genesis version is better <laughs> oh of course mm-hmm. classic games yes and then mortal kombat with the blood code because you didn't have to put it uh genesis had it already there but nintendo i think you had to put it in if i'm not mistaken i guess i'm not sure did you have a Genesis? No, my cousin did. I played it all the time, though. Genesis was great. Um, they did make add-ons like the Sega CD and the Sega 32X. I didn't have them. I didn't really know many people that did. I saw them years later, and I kind of wish I should have picked one up, like a 32X for like 20 bucks. It was like a random bin full of them, and I was just... I should have just got one. But I never played them. I remember there was a Knuckles game that I thought was really cool, and I was obsessed with Sonic. So I was like, oh, I really want to play this, but I can't because I don't have this thing. Um, but they really did it with the add-ons. Oh, actually, yo, check it. Do you remember the Sega Channel? Sega Channel? Yes. No. No. So through your cable company, I don't remember how they did it. or how You had to hook it up to the, the Genesis somehow. You, there was a channel that you purchased and you got to play like different Sega games each month. What? And you 
yeah, you basically you like you played them through your TV on the console. Huh. And it was the Sega Channel, and it was like the very, very, very precursor to like PS Plus or like Xbox Game Pass. But you had the stuff on it was on the Genesis, and it was the Sega Channel, and that's how you did. It lasted for a while, uh, a couple of years. I remember playing Earthworm Jim on it. <laughs> that was the only one that like there was like an exclusive. Earthworm Jim, I think that was only on the Sega channel. I think it was Earthworm Jim. But I remember playing Earthworm Jim on it, and um, I don't know, it was kind of awesome. And I don't ever remember it being like sucky or laggy or like glitchy or anything. So, like, cool on Sega for doing that. And I'm surprised Nintendo. Actually, I'm not surprised Nintendo didn't do it because Nintendo is usually late to the party for a lot of things. So, but, you know, so Sega channel, that was dope. But do you? <laughs> he, put you... he locked you in the closet. That's funny. <laughs> I was like R. Kelly. <laughs> I was um, trapped. I'm trapped in the closet. So Sega, love Sega. Uh, Sega Mini came out last year. Absolutely thousand percent worth it. One of the games on there is uh, Mickey's the Mickey game, yep. the Mickey Mouse game, Castle of Illusions, I think. Something like that. I I mean I have the the. Genesis Mini sitting right, right in front of me. I should probably look at it, but I remember going to Funko Land, and then then I remember bought, I got the I wanted the game really bad, and they had the they were sold out, but they sold my dad the demo that was in the display demo that they had there, and I remember bringing it home, and I was like, oh, I could beat this game because there was only three levels on the demo. And I was like, oh, I beat it, and I beat it all the time, and I was like, oh, this is the best, and then I didn't realize I was older that it wasn't the full game; it was just the demo. <laughs> Oh, I, I oh. remember what age I was when I learned what a demo is. <laughs> that sucked. But if nobody else has anything else on the Genesis, Genesis, you can go, I mean, you can go on and on about the Genesis. I, um, I remember playing with my cousin, like, a lot on that. And it's like, that was like one of the first, that was uh, realistically like the second or third, like, gaming system. And just between that and Sonic and, like, Mortal Kombat, it was just... It was great. Do you know what the Genesis did that the Nintendo didn't do, or many of the others didn't do? That's very much appreciated. It had the hard cases for your game. Yes. Mm. That you could easily display them, and eventually they moved on to like cheap, shitty cardboard, like the Super Nintendo. Like right, but they had the the hard plastic cases were solid. I oh NBA Jam. Oh. I loved NBA Jam. That's what, that's in the arcade section for me, though. Oh, like, he's on fire, and, like, boom shakalaka. Yeah. He's eating up! I was always wondered why Michael Jordan was never in the game, and, like, Scottie Pippen was. I forget who the other person is on the Bulls, but um, I was like, why isn't Jordan here? And then, like, Shaq, I think, was unlockable? Shaq? With Bill Clinton? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, get Bill yeah, Clinton yeah. with him. On jam. So we moving on to the Sega Saturn. Ooh. Ooh. I got that bad boy. I got that bad boy for my birthday. I was infatuated with the game Knights Field of Dreams. My mom got me a different night game instead where you played this like steampunk like clockwork night. It was kinda of, it was actually kinda of fun. Um, eventually got the actual Knights game and could not wrap my head around how to play it or beat it. Still have the original console and game, Knights game to this day, and the demo disc for the system. Demo discs, wow. 
Oh, dude, it was great. I remember playing Virtual Fighter, Knights, Panzer Dragoon, and uh, Space Jam. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the Space Jam game. That was fun. Wow, wow, wow. I'd like to go back to it as an adult, but it's a lot of the games are very expensive. So I don't really know how it's going to be. And um, the, the, the Saturn, unlike PlayStation, had built-in memory. And you didn't require stupid memory card. And look what happened to that. Mm, yeah, no, that, that worked out really well for them. How did that system and the next one that they released uh, do? You can look up and read yourself. There's actually <laughs> books. There's actually a book written on it, like the Sega versus Nintendo, and they talk about the folly of the Saturn. So you, you read that book and watch some videos the about it. The folly of a planet. <laughs> the Sega Dreamcast is next. Uh, this is the first one I did not buy as a kid. Owned it as an adult. Uh, have one. Looking forward to going back and playing a lot of games like Shenmue, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, Marvel's Capcom 2. It was the real gem console for the fighting game community as well as people who are really into sports games. They even released a sports edition which is like a black console version. Because cool. normally the games, the console's like whitish. Um, but they released like the black version. Um, it's like the sports edition. Uh, the Dreamcast, ahead of its time, with online capability. And in the controller that was also oddly shaped, you can put in the uh, VGA, VBA? Was it VBA? Basically it was like a memory card. And you can actually like take it out with you and play like mini games on it. So I know for Sonic Adventure 2, you could put your, like, chows in it and, like, walk around with them and raise them and play, like, little Tamagotchi games. Oh, so that's what, like, the, that, like, little empty box was for? I never understood it. I just thought it was, like, crappy design. No, that was a memory card slot. That that thing acted as the memory card plus, like, you could play games on it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, the Saturn, the, the Dreamcast, rather, was a really, I had, like, the online capability was better than the playstation 2 they did a lot of things differently and right it just came out i think at the wrong time mm-hmm. and it um it, it suffered because the saturn and then the popularity of the playstation didn't really help the situation so sega unfortunately um dropped the boat with the saturn in America, the it, uh, for the Dreamcast, didn't the Dreamcast do decently in Japan? It did. Both of the consoles did. The Saturn and the Dreamcast did decent in Japan, but not in the U.S., unfortunately. So that was kind of like the end and the folly of Sega. Uh, my, my memories of the Dreamcast are mostly remembering how disappointed my friends who got it were. And then when I was in college going to a friend's house who was a few years older than me and he had one and he's like, oh, I still play it to this day. I love the Dreamcast. And I remember thinking at that time, oh, my God, how could you like such a crappy system? And then I'm like, oh, wait, I still play an old crappy (laughs) system in the PS2 to this day. And it's like, oh, well, now I now I kind of get it. So I remember going to a GameStop. And playing like a de- like a uh, there must have been like a Sonic demo with the Dreamcast, and I remember t- like holding the controller and just being like, "What is this thing?" Yeah, the controller design is really weird with it. I don't know 
what direction they were thinking about going with it, but the the only really cool thing about it is the that VGA slot, VBA slot that you could put the memory card thing in. Right. I didn't think that the demo was working properly, so like I just was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to play Dreamcast ever again. And like a 6-year-old <laughs> thought has crept into my mind now and I still haven't played a Dreamcast to this day. You and the rest of America. <laughs> so kind of uh, Sega recently just announced so the Game Gear I had the Game Gear and the only thing I could really say about the Game Gear was uh it ate wasted batteries like nobody's business um but it was cool because it was backlit and it was in color which the Game Boy wasn't so it had that but the Game Boy just had better games and and well one out at the end of the day so one head Pokemon (laughs) <laughs> yeah, GG, really. Game Sega had the Sega Mini, so if you don't have it, go buy it. It's very much worth it. They just announced the Game Gear Minis, which is we talked about on Shooting the Breeze, which is as a giant waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's all we have to say about Sega, unfortunately. I love Sega. Um, Sonic is a great character. I really w- hope Every time Sega says they have an announcement that they're like Dreamcast 2 and they basically just copy the Switch and they're like, here you go. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get it, unfortunately. So If they ever did it make is what another it is. console, I don't think it would ever leave Japan. I think the next thing they're going to do is a Dreamcast Mini. Yeah, why not? Why? Okay, <laughs> sure. Why Either not? a Saturn Mini lose? or a Dreamcast Mini. I mean, I think that's what they're going to do because many of the best games that they made were first party Sega made titles so you know they can do that I have here next on the list Atari TurboGrafx-16 3DO and other nobody owned them nobody played them they're in the same category as Master System and if you know about them outside of if you say you know about them outside of the retro YouTube community you're a liar and Atari is extremely overrated, but I guess in 1980 it was cool. Well, yeah, because it was never seen before. That's why it was cool. Yeah. Also, being able to play Miss Pac-Man at home, it's the best. How dare you? Yes. I mean, I don't. I never. I was never a fan of Atari. Like I, I'd see them at flea markets and stuff, and just not pick it up because I was like, why? Turbo Graphics 16, I hear, is fantastic. And there is a mini that just got released, so pick that up because it has most of the games on it. The 3DO was made by the guy who made Madden? John Madden? Yes. No, the the, the actual guy who made it. Like, the game, like, yeah. came up with the idea. I know, um, I know, I know. So... I mean, it just was like, it wasn't a great system, but it was very underused. And then Neo Geo had something, I think. 3DO became a game developing company after that, right? I think it became EA. Well, I think it may have been bought by EA because bringing it full circle, 3DO games made Sammy Sosa softball slam. All right. (laughs) Bring it in, and it all comes full full circle. Like a softball um, that Sammy Sosa is about to ding. <laughs> but there's one piece of '90s gaming that really, really took off, and 
not many people had it because of the sheer expense of owning one. And that was PC gaming. Um, yeah. I personally did not have a computer until the early 2000s. Uh, I do remember one of the first games I played was Star Wars X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Couldn't figure out how to play because I did not know how to use a keyboard and mouse and got discouraged and didn't pick it up since. I played uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, which is an RTS. Some random dinosaur hunting game and a History Channel Civil War game. And then later played an RTS called Rise of Nations and was obsessed with that game. Funny story about the dinosaur hunting game. Uh, my computer got a virus once and like this like animated character used to come on the screen and basically like harass you. And uh, I opened the dinosaur game and the thing would like freak out when it saw the dinosaurs and like I would just like shoot at it. It was really weird. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But it, it was a thing. Then in 2004. 2005 I was introduced to a text based wrestling game that ended up being one of my favorite games of all time and one of the best games I've ever played and it's called EWR Extreme Warfare Revenge essentially what you do is you make your own promotion or you use an existing promotion and you are the booker so um, you make the storylines you write the cards you do the matches you pick the outcomes you make the champions you do everything uh, I can't tell you how many days were spent where I would wake up in the morning, play that game, and then I'd eventually look outside and it was dark out and it was late at night. We just get lost in just planning stories and making, you know, different champions and stuff. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, game. me either. It's it's real niche. Uh, it's in, like, the hardcore wrestling community. Like, there's forums and stuff dedicated to it. But even then, it was, like, something you just found online. Um, the guy who made it, I think eventually made like a UFC type game. He made other kinds of wrestling games. He made a basketball sim one where he became like a GM. He made a bunch of stuff like that. But EWR was like one of the first. It's You can find it online. Um, and then people still make patches for up to date promotion, like the current promotions and stuff. Shit ton of fun. Hmm. Tons and tons of fun. After that, I fell off PC gaming for a bit. I played Solaris a couple years ago. But I honestly just prefer being a console gamer. So that's my story about the PC world. What about you guys? So uh, growing up, I didn't really play too many PC games. Um, the first game that I played on PC that I remember was, well, other than Math Blaster, uh, was, <laughs> it was NHL 99. And I told that story earlier where I played as the rangers because wayne gretzky's a player yeah he plays on the rangers uh but other than that uh not on my pc oh and i played the emulator again like we're bringing on past stories i played the emulator emulators of the mario games and uh castlevania uh but i also played on my friend's pc i played the star wars pod racing game on pc and that game is one of my favorite games of like young games and uh like that that game is so cool like for such a small part in fucking phantom menace to have such a cool game like it doesn't make any sense you know <laughs> and that's also where i watched his older brother play like rainbow six for the first time and i thought that that game was so cool 
being able to work with like the bots and like execute missions and stuff like that like i thought that that was so cool my friend's older brother was like a couple years older so he like he their pcs and stuff like that was like super like up to date and stuff like that like i remember him playing like this crazy like online multiplayer game for like world war ii i don't remember and kind of like during like middle school and high school i kind of just stuck with consoles and then once i got out of college is when i start i fell into the mobo rabbit hole (laughs) where i started with uh heroes of the storm the blizzard uh moba and then i started playing league of legends and thankfully i got out of that hole (laughs) uh but i did play that for about two seasons um, I wasn't any good, I will say that. Uh, I thought I was a lot better than I actually was. But, I mean, other than that, like, I kind of play on Steam. I play a bunch of, like, just random, like, indie games on Steam. Like, that's where I started, like, the Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes game. That's, like, the um, like the multiplayer like that. I play a bunch of, I played, like, a cooking simulator game on that, and all that sort of stuff. But like, other than like really that stuff, I, I mostly stick to console gaming. I mean, for a long time, I had a really close group of friends that we would play like overwatch together on PC and we'd play league and all that sort of stuff. And like, that's cool. Like those memories of like, remembering that, like we played D and D a couple times over discord and stuff like that. And that's cool. And that stuff's pretty cool. Like I, what I love most about gaming is just like the friends and community that you make. And you join along the way. Like, that's the stuff that I will always remember from gaming and stuff like that. And, like, PC gaming especially is the ones that I remember. Because I knew one of my friends, but he had a whole, like, group of friends. Like, one of them, like, they lived on, like, all different parts of the country. But we played League together. And we all raged together. (laughs) I I can't say I had an experience like that. Most people that I know that game heavily are console, the ones that do play on PC. It's more recent. Um, they all tell me I should build one. I I don't know. I just don't have the time or the drive to want to do that. If I can just get all the gaming needs I can out of the console. You know what I mean? I don't play League. I like the... the I, don't, I don't like the community, I should say. I like the... <laughs> Like the 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 drama, like the YouTube videos and stuff that you show me about the different teams. Mm-hmm. Like I like all that stuff, um, but I don't. I don't mean I tried playing the game. I'm not a fan of the game itself. Oh no, uh, it, it's a hard egg to crack. I'll put it like <laughs> I'll put it like that. So the PC, it's you know I think the PC for me the best thing is like RTS. Mm-hmm. But then people like you see all the, like the crazy how people are in StarCraft. I mean, just any of the any of the pros. It's yeah. like the whole strategy. Like they take away from it for me. Like what it means to play the game. That's why I never played online. I always just played against the computer because like the people online took it way too seriously. Yeah. So and then I always hear the constant debate that keyboard and mouse is infinitely better in shooters than a controller. Sure, I guess so, but. I mean, I, I kind of try to play video games to relax, not really to yep. get stressed out and competitive. Oh, I used to, oh, like years days, oh, oh, oh. but not anymore. Yeah, I have a hard time being able to relax with video <laughs> games. <laughs> 
I I had a bad like rage problem, like I'm sure like a lot of us did with like throwing controllers and stuff like that. And like like the league league time was the worst because I remember one time I hit I was punching my thighs so hard that I was like I woke up the next day and I could like barely walk like with work Damn. because like of the bruises and I was like this is a problem <laughs> so like first step to any problems admitting yeah so like that's why I don't play a lot of competitive games anymore like it's mostly like casual but like even now like the just the rage just builds up at some points <laughs> but like I yeah. I do a lot of like breathing exercises now and that helps i count to 10 and i hit a pillow instead of my thigh <laughs> ron do you have um, any memories on playing on the pc wasn't much of a pc gamer most of the games that i played on the pc were um mlb triple play with jason giambi when he was on the a's on the cover <gasps> oh my god i was i was looking for that game i was trying to remember yeah. the name of it i bought it for my ps2 because uh, one of the local like video like local not the like GameStops, like one of the retro gaming places out here where I live had it. And so I bought it for two bucks for my PS2. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. They were, they, that store must've been so happy to sell a sports game. <laughs> yes. And, uh, what you call it? Uh, played, I, I wasn't that big. I'm not that big of a gamer anyway, but, uh, the other game that I played a lot was the, uh, the Nicktoons racing game for the PC. Played a lot of Hey huh. Arnold, I think I remember. Yeah. Most of the games, I mean, I played like, you know, the the uh, Solitaire and, and uh, uh, Mine, Minesweeper. A lot of that. Um, Did you guys play the pinball game? Yeah, I was just going to mention that. Uh, I played like the Yahoo games and like Adult Swim games. Like the Yahoo game that I played the most was, uh, what's called Taxi Gone Wild was basically just like an endless runner where you had to jump over cars. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It got me through junior year computer class. And uh, I also played a lot of, I don't know if you guys remember this show, Home Movies. Um, yeah. that, that was on UPN and then Adult Swim. There was a game for that called Look Alive. Another very crappy game. Played that for hours. Because, uh, you know. Do you remember Ninja Ropes? <gasps> now I do. Ninja <laughs> Ropes was the best. Ninja, oh my Ninja god! Ninja Ropes was so good. I wish they, I, I wish they would release that in something else. Because Ninja Ropes is is great. I'm gonna make a like a tab tonight, like a folder of like all these crappy old games, so that way I can go back and play them. But yeah, but now modernly, I think like the only video game, um, I, I played. Uh, there's this really niche basketball game that everyone should uh <laughs> everyone should try uh it was released on steam oh my god i'm blanking out on the name of it dunk lords oh my god dunk lords best 20 bucks you will ever spend on a super amazing basketball game everyone buy dunk lords it's the best and then also there's this what is it it's not stick bold but it's uh, another game castle crashers maybe or what was it? Duck game. Yeah, duck game. Played a lot of that. Woo. So, yeah. I don't play a lot of PC games. I'm mostly just my PlayStation and Xbox. Mm. And my Game Boy. Play a lot of Game Boy. You'd be surprised how much Game Boy I play. Still. So, yeah. Any other fond memories of the PC, gentlemen, before we go on to our last and final video game Let's memory? Let's do it. 
and that is that is the arcade Mm. in the 90s arcades were dying out the more popular ones stayed there's a very famous one in new york city called the chinatown fair which is very very well known in the fighting game community uh down the shore and various boardwalks there are several arcades with different variety of games such as pinball claw machines ski ball uh, ski ball uh they had classic arcade games and the like most notably racing games you have your um like usually layers laser tag arenas or skating rinks <laughs> your fun time americas oh, if you will Oh, okay. You can you can find you can find arcade cabinets in in a variety of places. Uh, there's a Pizza company Huts. called One Up Arcade. <laughs> yep, there's a company called One Up Arcade that is releasing um, smaller scale down versions of classic uh, arcade cabinets for the home oh, that you can buy. Really? Mm. How much? Yeah, they're pretty cheap. I think 150 bucks. Really? Can you send me that link? Just go to go to Walmart. Yeah, Walmart or selling. Put One Up Arcade. There's like a little stand that you should probably. Well, you're you're not that tall, so. Wow. You don't really. First, don't I, really first I get it. it from freaking, <laughs> from freaking my Facebook ads, and now I get it from you. Great. <laughs> Mike, how tall are you? Six foot. Oh, okay. Bullshit. You're like five eleven. Come I on. I demand a recap. My driver's my driver's license is six one. Uh huh. Fuck off. You're five eleven. Uh, I am. Like six foot and a half. I remember you like being five ten. I bet you do. I remember just I, I mean it's been a while since I saw your beautiful face, but I always remember us being eye to eye, and I'm five ten. Uh, no, I got a big head, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the head. It's all in the head. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm 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 six foot, but uh, you these um the one up arcades they have like a little. Uh, like a stand thing you can buy for like 40 bucks that they make that you put the cabinet on top of. But yeah, you can, it's the actual games themselves that they, that on, on a cabinet with the original like decor and buttons and stuff. So Shit. one day when I get a big enough space, I want to get like the Turtles in Time one and probably a Street Fighter one cabinet, but um, Street Fighter 2, I mean, but I remember playing Street Fighter 2 for the first time at a Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, I also remember playing a Superman, uh, what's it called, where, like, a side-scrolling? I guess where, like, the background moves and you just kind of do your thing? Yeah. Uh, I remember playing that at a laundromat. <laughs> and I had a blast doing it. Um, but uh, the uh, there wasn't, like, most arcades, like, big ones, like, closed. I remember, the, I remember like, in the mid-90s going to some of them, and one was, like, two stories tall. And various different games, but most of them is just to close down. And like the only places we could really go play were down the shore, or at like places that had laser tag and go karts, uh, like the skating. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X Men, Simpsons are some of my all time favorites. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, mm. any of the Marvel vs. games. Yeah, Capcom. Uh, oh jeez. I remember playing Tekken and Virtual Fighter at the card store when I played Yu Gi Oh. Mm. Um, sprain my wrist actually playing virtual fighting. Really? But, uh, yeah, I went too hard with like the buttons and stuff. And I was button mashing <laughs> the whole time, but I sprained my wrist and somebody had to, uh, I dislocated my wrist actually. The, one of the guys had to pop it back in. Cut, cut me, man. Um, <laughs> I, 
I, I have in my notes that I played Street Fighter more on console than I did in arcade, but that's not true. I actually played it more on the cabinet, Street Fighter 2, uh, at Pizza Hut than I did in the console version. Okay, well, who's lying? Um, past Mike or present Mike? Answer the past. question, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Um, six foot Mike says in the past. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one arcade game that I have that was like life changing that I remember playing in the mid 2000s was Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this marked, I think, the end of like the arcades because this was like when the movie theaters had the arcades um, in it still. And I think DDR. Now you have like the the various barcades and stuff like that around, but DDR Dance Dance Revolution was like the last beacon like popular game that was like in the arcades, and uh, I could never get past intermediate mode. I remember going to the mall with friends and just like going to the movies and just seeing like the older kids play and you like put your quarter up when you wanted to go, but they were like they made it look flawless and they had their UFO pants on. <laughs> Are you talking about weeds? I'm and they would just go to weed. town. I, I was just thinking, like, you know, at all the barcades I've gone to, I haven't seen a DDR cabinet. And I'm like, oh, it's because there would be so many lawsuits. Yeah, you. I mean, okay, when I went to Japan, there were arcades everywhere. And they were multiple stories tall. They were open, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And they were open really, really late. People of all ages would go in. Um, everybody smoked in there. There was like ashtrays everywhere and everybody smoked and played their games. They had so many different types of rhythm games and like DDR type games. It was like, and there was arcade, they were everywhere, everywhere. There was an arcade with just like Sega, games that Sega made. But that like here in the US, like it's few and far between. I mean, you still have your arcade, like, loyalists and, like, purists that play. Really, I only see it in, like, the fighting game community and then the rhythm game community that try to go to arcades. But otherwise, like, arcades are, like, a done thing, unfortunately. They're, like, a novelty, like, a barcade thing. Or at a bowling alley. I mean, like, there's random places like that that'll have, like, cabinets. But I mean, like, a thing that you go to specifically to play games. And, like, nothing else. Uh, What are your memories with arcades? Uh, so my memories with arcades are, like, it's mostly, like, like you said, like, the Street Fighter cabinet at the Pizza Hut, because we, the three of us grew up in the same town, or, like, just, like, going to bowling alleys and sitting at, like, one of the racing game ones while my mom was, like, bowling in our league, and I'm just, like, sitting there, like, like, pretending with the, like, demo, just being like, can this end so I could go home now? But, like, most of the stuff is, like, is, like, shore stuff. And, like, skee-ball, like, playing, like, me and my dad putting, like, quarters, like, on the Miss Pac-Man machine and all that sort of stuff. And, like, it's mostly just, like, that and, like, barcade stuff. But, like, oh, just being, like, oh, the Area 51 cabinet. Oh, that's so cool. Or, like, Time Crisis and stuff like that. But, like, I love the NBA Jam cabinet now like i whenever there's this place in that we go to that's called like yestercates that like whenever i go i immediately like make a beeline right towards the uh 
towards the NBA Jam machine, and I play that for a little bit. And then, I don't know. Like, I like arcades. Like, they're really cool. Like, I do that in pinball and stuff like that. But, like, it's not, like, the pinnacle of gaming for me. It. I have more memories of, like, like randomly playing at Pizza Hut or something like that than I do at a place. Um, it definitely wasn't, like, the pinnacle of gaming for me. But it was a lot of memories of, just as a kid, just being excited to play games that i knew were never out on console like the simpsons game and Mm -hmm. the x-men game um and then just kind of like picking your character and then you get to play with a bunch of people and um it was a fun experience and a fun time i never even at the card shop i never really was the type to just kind of sit at the arcade for hours and just shove quarters into a machine and just play and play and play but i admire the people that did and like and even just watching even just hanging out at the mall all day and just seeing the same kids at the ddr machine like it was really impressive and how good they were and um you know they made they knew how to make quarters last yeah so um ron we're about to wrap up do you have any arcade memories you know just going as a kid um you know, playing in the arcades and uh, playing at the roller rinks when there were, like, some birthdays and whatever. But, honestly, like, some of my favorite arcade memories have been in the past couple of years when, uh, you know, uh, barcades have been popping up. Barcades are a bunch of fun. There's one locally by me. It kind of it kind of sucks, though, because you would wish that they would, um, you know do kind of like a like a credit thing like you you could use your credit card or you could like pay for a card and like swipe it like dave busters does yeah but they're like really old school so you still have to have quarters Mm -hmm. to play it and it's like og yeah it's really og but it's also really inconvenient the barcade in new york that i go to a couple times they do the quarters thing and it's like super annoying especially like when you leave the bar and you like check your pockets and you have like three dollars worth of quarters in your pocket still and you're just like damn it <laughs> i guess i'm doing laundry now if you have any extra quarters send them my way i still use quarters to do my laundry so <laughs> uh i just save quarters because i don't spend them and then eventually you just over time you're like oh i got like 30 bucks one one last so i i know i talk a lot about the fighting game community the fgc there's a documentary there's several documentaries about it but there's one in particular on amazon prime called the last arcade it is a documentary about the final days and the final years of the chinatown fair before it was went out of business and uh it was later rebought and repurposed to a different type of arcade but the original chinatown fair that is very well known among the fighting game community um watch that documentary it's very good it's not very long it talks about the final years and it does a very good job at capturing how the community and the the environment made people feel and it really captures that like raw emotion of like sense of like belonging like they go to there they go to have fun they learned a lot and it was uh it just like what it meant to like put your quarter up like people didn't like get in the fist fights and stuff and argue they're like all right settle it put your quarter up and that's how they did it, and um, it's a it it captures it very well. Uh, there's other documentaries that are made about the FGC, but this one really is just about the arcade scene. So if you have some time, 
check it out. It's called The Last Arcade. It's on Amazon Prime. It's free if you have Amazon Prime, I should say. I like the documentary, and in college we kind of made a uh, kind of a spoof documentary of it, uh, A Fistful of Quarters, about... That's a very uh, good one, too. Yeah. With Billy Mitchell and... uh, I forget the other guy's name. Steve Wiebe? I don't know the other guy. Yeah, I think it's Steve Wiebe. uh, But yeah, Bill... Billy Mitchell, the kind of, you know, whatever you think of him, uh, kind of scummy person who probably lied about his. The his, King uh, of Kong you know, stuff? Scores. Yeah, King of Kong, you know, a fistful of quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, great documentary, too. Uh, it's kind of a weird world, arcade games and just games in general, but hey, man, you, you like what you like. More power to you. Any last thoughts? Good ones? Twice? Video games are cool. All right. <laughs> Uh, I like playing phone games a lot. All right, so thank you, fans, for Gross. for listening to Get us that talk about shit out of here. I still have Flappy Bird on my phone. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, we've been spending the last five hours recording these past four episodes, so we're a bit tired at this point. But uh, thank you for listening to us about our gaming memories. Uh, we would love to hear your gaming memories, so let us know at Pop Culture Fed. Or if Twitter? you've ever been locked in a closet by one of your friends. Um, Are we going to talk about mobile games? <laughs> oh, bye, Mom. Bye, Matchbox! <laughs>